Awesome. Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mental Health Today. It's a it's a dual show today, so it's kind of exciting. I don't think I've had where I've uh, I've done two in one day, and I managed to squeeze in a Jar podcast uh, episode just a little while ago. Uh, another great story uh, on the books, and that'll come out in about about seven or ten days. So I'm here in Little Rock, Arkansas, doing some re recordings there. Uh, but I've also, by the beauty of the internet and uh, the connectivity that we've got, and the, just so lucky to have it. Uh, I've also got a great guest today on the show, Georgie, uh, and Georgie's been a great help. He's already referred me to a few other passionate mental health uh, professionals uh, in the space. Um, and I really look forward. I think it's, as Georgie said, for some random reason, I, I kind of reached out and we connected. And I think we share a lot in common, especially around the passion and the sense of urgency around what we're trying to do, uh, the awareness and bring actual action into the space across as many disciplines um, as we can. Georgie, thanks for being a guest. Thanks for coming on. Why don't you share with the audience a little bit, who are you and what's that urgency? What's happening? Ken, um, thank you so much for having me here. It's, it's an honor and a privilege. Mm. So my name is Georgi. I'm tuning in from Bulgaria, Sofia at the moment, uh, short right. after midnight. Um, by the way, came came back from London a couple of hours ago, so it's uh, literally crazy. But things are things are moving. Actually, we had two days of an amazing L6 conference uh, awesome. dedicated awesome. to digital health, medtech, and so on. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of meaningful things were said over the last two days in London. Mm. So I'm absolutely positive and optimistic as usual that's uh, a little bit my mojo anyway yeah uh but yeah happy to happy to discuss happy to chat mental health is a huge topic uh we are living in a massive massive uh uh, crisis that's uh, that seems to be just worsening, worsening. It seems mm -hmm. we are just in the very beginning of this, but uh, yeah, probably we'll we'll get back to this uh, later in our chat. So, okay. my name is Georgi. Um, my background is actually business and finance, and um, yeah, somehow already in the early childhood, I always found myself uh, uh, in between two main light motifs and themes. So on the one hand, there was the entrepreneurial spirit. Yes, always. Uh, even uh, breaking out from school and finding other things to do in terms of uh, small endeavors and, uh, and and first gigs and trials. But what's actually more important is the second part, which was uh, kind of human empowerment and support. Mm. So in a way, already in my early ages, I always was either in the support role of others, of my friends, of my family and so on or sometimes as well in the support role in terms of mental health. Um, and, and this I realized just recently, in, in fact, but I will again come, come back to that. And in, in the later years, uh, throughout uh, uh, student times and education and so on, I increasingly also discovered this kind of a, a achiever, millennial and uh, uh, FOMO-driven youngster as... Uh, <laughs> 
as the average Joe, in, in fact, that always wants to achieve everything and have everything right now, right here. Absolutely obsessed with uh, uh, productivity, self-development, nonsense, and all the other things uh, uh, into a fanatical, fanatical level. And uh, long story short, uh, I was going well uh, through that uh, financial and uh, consultancy kind of path uh, following the studies and so on. But luckily, in the beginning of 2020, just short before Corona outbursted in Europe, uh, one of my nowadays partners just came back from Israel and was extremely inspired by two topics, one of them being uh, mental health and more specific mm. burnout. And the other leitmotif was uh, digital therapeutics. Uh, and at that point, we decided that we want to start something new to make a step into the unknown and uh, um, start dreaming more about human empowerment in a more scalable awesome manner. Awesome time. Great timing. Yeah. We didn't realize what's what's about to, yeah. to like uh, <laughs> come, uh, come against us. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess this is the short take. There's a <laughs> lot of different bits and pieces, uh, but in a nutshell. Yeah, that is, um, I mean, I didn't realize, I didn't, you know, if I look at your bio and what you're doing and what you're involved in, I'm I'm frankly kind of surprised that you haven't been doing this for 10 plus years. I mean, it's surprising you really just started, friend comes, I love this, a friend comes back from Israel and then you change your career path and jump into something brand new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and again, maybe maybe helpful also for the uh, younger uh, audience uh, part. I guess uh, there is another piece of synchronicity or serendipity, maybe better yes. uh, to use the term. Throughout my entire life, I've had this kind of a hypersensitivity, which I was also not aware of. So I'm overly oh. empathetic that I always deemed as rather a downside because it is a double-edged sword. You yes. sponge off other people so you can connect and bond very quickly and very well. And uh, sometimes a lifelong like friendship feeling for lifelong friendship can be established even within only a few minutes. Yes. Uh, and I always deemed it as a as like a downside. And I was trying even to sweep it under the carpet and, you know, try to be this kind mm. of a stiff professional and, and keep my uh, long face and all the nonsense, yeah, not to use any other words. But then again, once we started working into more and more into the mental health area, I just increasingly got inspired and understood, okay, I may not have the professional background, I may not be a psychologist yes. or a psychiatrist by, by education. However, it seems that this somehow felt like the calling. And, and I'm purposefully mentioning this just for the mm. reason that so many people nowadays are somehow obsessed in between two extremes, either the extreme of, oh, just think good stuff, think positive, uh, you know, the secret and so on, and things are going to happen, which unfortunately is not necessarily the case. Or uh, especially the generations after myself, I'm now 31 uh, rounds around the earth, uh, still deem it only a fourth of my entire journey. But uh, like the ones that are now going out of uh, uh, going into university and you know, 10, 15 years mm. younger seem somehow to have already this kind of hook and craving and obsession, maybe even addiction to instant gratification, to yeah. not only thinking positive, but deeming that firstly, I'm amazing and I'm awesome just by default, which again is nonsense. You can be, but it does need to, 
you need to put in the effort <laughs> firstly yes. and 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 secondly there is a massive uncertainty and anxiety people are just afraid people are afraid of, of rejection people are afraid mm. of pursuing their actual dreams and calling and everybody's speaking a lot of yeah i need to be an entrepreneur i need to follow a higher purpose and so on but all of these ultimately are just empty words because uh, yes we are talking the talk but we are actually not necessarily walking the walk mm. and 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 my kind of message here to everybody is you know i was i am still an achiever but i i was uh, i'm recovering now from this and it was better uh, it was worse before um and and just just take your time and enjoy the journey. You know, when you go on a global, you, you go on a world journey, you want to go on a world trip. It's not about the end destination. It's not about rushing through all 30, 60, whatever countries. Yeah? Yes. Just for, oh, I need to get to the last point. It's about the process and just, you know, be, be gentle to yourself. Embrace whatever is coming at you. Yeah. Search for what feels right or what feels wrong. And, and this is always a good orientier, but don't rush it. No need for that. It seems we all want to be like this kind of stellar professionals at 22 or 24 or 5, yes. whatever, uh, have tons of money and stuff. And and ultimately, we're unfortunately, we're definitely coming back later to this in our discussion. Ultimately, we are running away from ourselves. So on mm. a super simplified, vastly simplified manner, if we need to, if I, if I uh, kind of, brave myself into describing what's burnout in in a sentence for third grader then it's most likely just losing touch with your inner self yeah you don't you lose your capacity of understanding your body your mind needs what what really drives your values your personal internal compass and yes unfortunately we are living in a highly highly materialistic and consumption and consumer driven mindset and society we're craving external mm. validation we're craving the next iphone that we not need we're craving all this kind of material so ultimately the ultimate outcome we are growingly uncertain we we have massive fear of uh, stepping out of our comfort zone we crave uh, to satisfy our uh, ridiculous addiction for followers, uh, notifications, uh, external kind of uh, falsified love, if you say, and yeah, and validation. ultimately we're trying yeah. validation exactly. And ultimately we act, and I was there. Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking just because of of my journey so far. Uh, I, I'm speaking about my my journey a couple of years ago only. Yeah. But ultimately, what, what happens is that we are, at the end of the day, just humans and we just need connection. We just need love. And Which we are nowadays, love. unfortunately, trying to satisfy non-materialistic needs with materialistic manners. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's so, a yeah, bad... Before that's I a, get carried away. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad... And that's that's definitely not healthy. I mean, if no. you were, you know, we need... And we need that human connection, right? Like you said. And I mean, we need love but the love comes from a human connection. And so yeah. we start, I think when we start separating from that part and we lose that curiosity of people, yeah. you know, and, walk and that connection starts with, with the inner self. So our external world is merely a reflection of the internal one. And so you, you know, and if you're spinning, you know, if you're thinking, if you're super aggressive in your career or you're, or you're trying to satisfy the next urge, whatever that takes shape, whatever that takes form, your your inner dialogue you're not a piece right so you can't yeah. you can't have that conversation of self you can't mm -hmm. you can't have a you know a, a good 
calm, good frequency, you know, your, yourself, like you said, we're living at, you described it earlier, either we're, you know, we're at anxiety level, it's fight or flight, right? We're fight or flight or digest and rest, rest and digest, rest yeah. and digest, right? We're, we're doing these two, you know, you're waking up and it's instantly pick up the phone and look at something, which is yeah. absolutely wakes up, you know, the fight, the flight uh, mechanism, and you're ready to go. Yeah. And uh, without uh, noticing, we are ultimately running after somebody else's agenda before we actually give ourselves the space and time <laughs> to just see what's going on. Maybe have a five, even uh, 10 minutes of mindfulness. Absolutely yes. sufficient. It's not about making these super big strides. We always are going for the big things. Oh, now I'm going to start meditating. I need to be half an hour at a piece and whatnot. But actually, even just a couple of minutes are absolutely sufficient. And then you know, the, building these kind of small habits, building this momentum mm -hmm. within our daily routines, one can surprise uh, themselves quite easily how many different opportunities we have of building in a moment of silence, a moment of appreciation, a moment of saying your, to, to yourself something nice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I ask my friends, listen, can you think of your internal dialogue just from today and, and could you answer me super honestly? Would you use that same way of talking if you would be talking to your mom or to oh, a friend my. of yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. And, <laughs> and people are like, um, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Mm. That's a great question. I mean, anybody listening, right? Has your dial, you know, would you have the same self-talk? You know, would that be a reflection of how you talk to your mom? Mm. Should be how you maybe talk to your son or daughter. Yeah, with humility and acceptance, but yeah, uh, encouragement it's, it's and with love. I mean, you know, with love yeah. and and uh, like you said, humility, acceptance, and hopefully you have a good talk. Well, hopefully, hopefully that's how you talk to your kids most <laughs> most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it is interesting. I I think um, you know we talked. You were talking earlier and, and talking about the the spirituality and you know what I've seen and, and I've seen you know what I've seen on the road with people with the jar uh, has been really amazing. Um, the journey that people go through and that that self discovery and so so much of it hinges on the part where they they find themselves and they're you know they're not all at the place of self love but they're all on the journey and it's that awareness that either they're there or it's a gap and they're, they're, they're working on it, you know, and that was part of how they ended up in the place they ended up with the story they had, um, mm -hmm. you know, is that lack of self-love and uh, it's powerful because yeah, once you have that, then you love everybody. Yeah. It's uh, maybe, maybe just to throw it in, it's, it is a devil's crisis. It's a self-fulfilling negative spiraling down. If you, if you're chasing love from external, yeah, if you're chasing, if you're going out with your, let's say, internal love glass, half empty or entirely empty and mm. trying to fill it up with external means, that doesn't work. It's yes. uh, it's a closed dead end street. Yeah. So before it's just like when you're on the airplane. Yeah. If uh, in case of air pressure loss, mm. uh, you need to cater first yourself and, and then help and then to others. And with love and with connection, it's exactly the same. There is absolutely no uh, sustainable way of uh, experiencing acceptance, 
uh, humility, love, support, empowerment for others. If you cannot do the same mm. authentically first before anything else towards yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally agree. How about some of those other topics we were talking, uh, you talked about earlier um, that you wanted to come back to? Um, or also the other part is, what are you working on now? What's, what's, you know, what can you share? What's, uh, what's that kind of exciting thing you're, you're working about now? What keeps, or what's in your head? What's next? Yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe also to get this kind of a more authentic, um, bit into the talk, yeah, everything that sure. we're discussing. Uh, uh, I don't deem myself uh, an, an expert by any means. I'm more of an experimental rabbit and uh, uh, <laughs> burnout. Uh, actually, oh, yeah. but you might be an part, expert in that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm an experimental rabbit. So I'm always on the brink of burning out multiple times a year playing around so it, it, sometimes i describe it as a love affair so it's uh, a ah. secret love affair we know each other we we, we are quite attracted we know it's yes. wrong to see each other but we always find time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah that's maybe an important piece so once i kind of started discovering this achiever and that that kind of a uh, constantly running after the next rabbit uh, kit within me um, and then they started searching for better ways and, and mm. started encountering such one of the driving motives was actually to spread the knowledge and to uh, make yeah. it more accessible towards others. I'm not saying it's uh, by any means the only way. So there for every situation, there are multiple ways out and multiple opportunities to overcome or to also prevent and so on. But that's actually the empowering piece. So everything that we do in a way is not really from an expert, but rather from the experimental uh, standpoint. So being an entrepreneur, I, I, I love learning by doing. So it's uh, a constant uh, fails and takeaways from them uh, throughout entire, my entire life so far. And we can discuss a lot of different things. So nowadays we're actually working on a on, on few different uh, areas, but let's let's maybe get one, one thing straight. So... Mm. Uh, our standpoint of view is, or the, the purpose of us being here on planet Earth is to actually contribute, to, to give, to empower, to love. And the current vehicle of doing so is uh, obviously mental health we, and, and the couple of projects that we are running. So on a very high level perspective, uh, we have uh, one baby learning to crow uh, called DigiBurn. Um, okay. This is a self-help uh, mobile app for burnout Uh covering almost the entire burnout cycle from prevention through uh, overcoming of the and handling of the early stages through recovery support and, and relapse prevention. So that's, that's one thing. Then uh, the other bit that we are extremely passionate about is female and maternal mental health mm. um, in the domain of postpartum depression. Again, with uh, kind of similar thoughts, self-help instrument and, and i'll maybe dig in uh, a little bit into the mechanics of, of the underlying logic how we want to empower mm. and uh the third one that's now actually evolving uh, it's called uh, the human ship uh and it's uh it's a movement a collective and a biannual event on human empowerment on uh organizational empowerment and ultimately uh co innovation and co-creation of 
the working model of the approach to life mm. of the approach towards organizational culture and and mostly again also individualistic empowerment for creating uh the environment the work environment the planetary environment the life environment for the next generations for what's coming up next because as already discussed we we do believe that we are on the um let's say on a in the times of a massive change a massive leap uh it is during hardship and and crisis and downturn when a lot of new uh takes are being generated and it feels that now's the right time uh having already accumulated quite a lot of trauma and stress starting yes. with COVID, um again hopefully not too provocative but uh seems multiple people including myself recently we've come to a similar conclusion that COVID wasn't unfortunately wasn't long enough uh or persistent enough for us as humanity as organizations as people and also societies to really not only overcome it in terms of survival mode but also to overcome it in terms of going out bigger stronger and wiser out of it it seems that yeah. we started integrating certain changes starting discovering this kind of a new normal and at some point we actually let the ball fall so we just mm. did it halfway we, we still are kind of uh iterating on, on it but it doesn't feel really consistent or coherent in a in a supportive and empowering way and the result was this kind of an always own mode completely blurred out boundaries completely messed up culture of both the workforce that was experienced by the time COVID hit and even worse so for a workforce that's now entering the work market so it's it's a big mm. uh, guacamole of uh, very <laughs> boundaries uh, and, a big yeah, guacamole then, of boundaries. I love it. That's a great uh, lack of boundaries. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. the guacamole is always uh, yeah, a fluffy texture, right? Yeah, uh, the good one at least, anyway. Yeah. And then we we unfortunately straight after Corona we jumped in into this kind of a global uh, politic, economic, uh, energy uncertainty, the ongoing war, mm. uh, massive anxiety, massive stress, and. All of this just accumulates, and we as humans, uh, we are fragile. It's not that we cannot uh, withstand; we can and we should. But thing is that we need our support mechanisms. So whenever we have such a massive transition, massive shift in in approach to life, in culture, in in viewpoints, in in how we just approach our day to day agenda. Uh, we need also to have our uh, opportunity to just step back, uh, rest and digest, uh, reconsider things, really spend a little bit of time of finding out what is the new internal uh, point of balance for myself as an individual, then for us as, uh, uh, for example, small friends or family circle, then the same also into the organization and also in the societal uh, kind of perspectives. So everything comes on top of each other. We are increasingly running away from the internal self. So we are increasingly living in more and more disconnect. It's crazy how many people are nowadays being uh, uh, living lonely, living uh, distance from everybody else. I see it again, as mentioned, with the younger generations, even worse. So we are absolutely 
uh, addicted to this constant on social social socialization via online media and and whatnot but actually we're losing touch we're losing our capacity to make what something super simple right to spend some quality time with a person without mm -hmm. uh, running 100 different directions in multitasking in our cognitive process during that actually having this kind of empathetic and authentic connection with others and and all of this accumulated uh, can be extremely dangerous. And I, I actually believe that we are going to overcome it somehow, but the thing is that, you know, the reality is, is such we are living in a mental health crisis. And that's why we started dreaming about this self-help mm. empowerment, because another aspect is the fact that mental health, unfortunately, is still quite old school. You know, it's not like when you break your hand, you know, you do an x-ray and then the physician knows exactly how to proceed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so no, it's not clear. We, we began dreaming about involving this real world, real world data. Uh, empowering the individual as early as possible into the process, you know, baking mm -hmm. in also biomarkers, digital behavioral data, building the needed models for individualistic, individualistic empowerment early on in the process. So that's what DigiBurn does uh, and, and Mom Sanity as well. Um, basically offering this uh, good digital coach, good friend of yours into your pocket within your mobile mm -hmm. phone that caters both to the short term, to the immediate needs, but also to the long term ones. And having a couple of iterations from purely the, let's say, a developer of a solution, we learned a bunch, we broke our head multiple times. And now we're absolutely confident that like the, the first and foremost crucial piece is actually user love, or we call it the Healy, Healy model or Healy pledge that we've been uh, passionately working on the last uh, six months or so, um, namely really understand Standing the in-situation, in-context, in-place and time needs of the user. Because it's one thing to have like even the best psychological background, perfect, great. Yes. It's, it's another thing to have perfect tech team, to build it, to have the beautiful visuals, to have the UX usability and all the other things. But there is a third pillar that unfortunately quite often is being forgotten and that's behavioral psyche. So really understanding how our uh, emotional and also physical state and uh, level of resourcefulness is really a, a constantly changing uh, mm. wave pattern. So it's very difficult, if not impossible, to find uh, an easy balance between long-term goals or yes. the desire to actually empower someone for the long term, for example, in terms of, I don't know, depression, burnout or anything else like that, but actually bounce it out with a short term perspective. And if I if I maybe come back to a metaphor, it's like when when a small child falls on, on its face and starts yes. crying. So the mom's first responsibility and urge is just to soothe and just to hug, right? She doesn't yes. start asking questions. And first thing is soothing and only then she can attend and cater to you know troubleshooting of uh, the wound on the knee yes. and maybe only then she asks about the reasons or, or gives a lecture about how next time the shoelaces must be tied up better and so on so the same goes also in building digital solutions or building this kind of a non-human empathy and i know that you were discussing a rather different take with umar yeah umar today. and i had something yeah very interesting conversation about you know the missing human piece and how important it is absolutely yes. i i agree with this however thing is the demand is is vastly exceeding the supply yes. and 
we are not saying that digital or purely digital solutions are going to completely replace the need, uh, the support of a professional anytime soon. It will happen sooner or later, probably, but it's not tomorrow. It's not the day after either. It's but not. building it, this kind of digital empathy and trying to really uh, uh, adapt the algorithm in a way that you empower the user and understand that in a state of low in a state of a low resourcefulness, in the state of a temporarily mm. or bigger disruption. Maybe somebody is going through a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a divorce, uh, uh, a death of someone closely related and so on. You need to understand what's going on. And this can be quite elegantly done by just uh, finally making sense of the ocean of data that we already have in our devices and just backing it up with a little bit of a manual or mm. let's say in-situation prompt that just serves as the uh, qualitative indicator to really ensure that the general contextualization of connecting those dots really makes sense for this given individual at this yeah. point and place in time. So that's mm. what we've been dreaming. We really want to just uh, build uh, finally the so-called digital phenotyping that's been out in the space for probably over 10 years now. Um, wow. But it seems more and more realistic uh, and outside of the realm of just scientific publications where it was currently residing mostly. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're just about to launch our third iteration of DigiBurn coming out to the public world uh, uh, around the end of this month. Um, and happy to happy to see how we can empower because uh, this global mental health crisis, one of its aspects is really uh, the burnout pandemic. So over half yes. of the workforce is uh, either endangered or even also already experiencing some symptomatics. And um, oh, for sure. Yeah, it, it, it seems that there there is the need to uh, work more for health instead of spending time in sickness. So work more for prevention, more for empowerment, more for a better connection within yourself. I, I think one of the, I mean, the to me, it's just, it's mind boggling uh, that we've got this enormous apparatus called health services that is treating all of the outcomes, all of the symptoms, largely like a large amount of resources are fixing things that are a result of mental health issues. You know, they manifest themselves as heart attack, as stresses, as mental break, as breakdowns, um, car accidents, you know, all can, I'm sure some cancers, other health issues, obesity, as I, I talked to a, a gentleman last night, John and, and John, you know, was a heavy guy who was obese. And he said it was a mental for him. It was a mental health issue. And he said, you know, that's you and it's and it's a it's a very difficult circle because you, you can't look at yourself in the mirror without having weird feelings. And, you know, and it's um, he says talks about that. So anyway, obesity leads to other health issues. So, you know, we have this enormous apparatus for symptoms treating, but we've got nothing on the prevention and the, and the control mm -hmm. for the individual. Mm -hmm. So I liked our conversation this morning with uh, with Umar and then with you today as well on whether it's a tool, I, you know, whether you've got it in your pocket, we carry it everywhere. And why not have that as something that you can, that will help you. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and if, if that's not working, you, we can get people the skill sets, train people, teach people how, what are, you know, what are those cognitive behavioral therapies that are out there, right. That can help people stop the bad conversations with themselves. Um, and, and just yeah, to, so just prevention, to I'm with you a hundred percent. Absolutely. And just to give it one more subtle, yet unfortunately quite critical nuance, 
uh, one of the issues with mental health is the fact that it's invisible. So it's, it's when you when you look in the mirror, you don't see the issue. When yeah, you yeah. look at your colleague, you don't know what's going on in yeah. their head. This so is a really tough part. Yeah. Give some grace out there, people. Have grace for other humans. We just don't know what what you know each person is going through. You you want to you know we're 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 tight on time, but I want to just talk briefly because this is uh you know I think this is also a place that I thought I might play around with, um, which is on the HR side and cultural change and workplace. Um, I've been in the workplace. I've been in I've been in many corporates. I've I've had the luxury of working in literally hundreds of companies oh, wow. uh, over the years. Um, just by virtue of the role as a regional executive for different companies and visiting different country operations uh, around Asia. And so I've seen lots of CEOs and, and everything else and change in, in cultural change from the top down to a country, down to an organization, down to a department is very difficult. And so I think this, this, these, I, the idealistic side of getting corporate to help us change and become more empathetic and lead with love and the heart. We talked a little bit, something close to this offline. I just, so I thought I'd bring kind of a little bit of the conversation. How, I mean, change in general, how do you think we can overcome and get through? Because the workplace is a great place to bring tools. Yeah. It's a great place. A lot of stress comes from work. Uh, it's a source of a lot of stress. And it's a source of training. It's a place where people learn. It's a great place to actually deliver the training and the tool set. How, what do you think the hopes are on that? And what are the first steps, you know, what's that first stuff we need to be doing today to kind of get some change started? Mm. So by design in, in, in the way we approach life, let's start with individual, individualistic perspective. So mm. the first step is obviously taking ownership, understanding that yes, uh, maybe your workplace is a, re a resource or a source for yes. a lot of stress. However, ultimately, uh, it's not the stress or it's not the external circumstances, but rather mm. the internal ones. Mm. So the better connection you have, the better uh, capacity you have to differentiate, understand which stress is desired, which is, uh, which is productive or which can help you propel yeah. and which is, which is the destructive one. Uh, also understanding a little bit more uh, around your metacognition triggers and why do you deem a certain situation stressful because two individuals in the exact same situation one could be absolutely stressed or even burnt out the other one might be just uh, whistling and saying hey why is it so boring you know what's going on <laughs> so it's a lot of subjectivity but mm. the key point here is really taking on on the ownership and then the same tre trend also goes towards the workplace so for example mental health and, and also burnout uh, unfortunately is being passed as as the hot potato because Especially, for example, there are a lot of countries in in Central Europe. I don't know how it's in the U.S., but in in the Central Europe, a lot of uh, a lot of people have the mindset that my health is somebody else's responsibility. So um, you know, we have a we have a good bit of that here, I'm sure. Yeah, I as I said, I, I'm not familiar. Haven't yet really been to the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. But thing is. The more we consider that any aspect of our daily agenda is somebody else's business, it's a, a definitely <laughs> great, great recipe for failure yeah. and for yes, um, yeah, for and disappointment for on, on everybody's side. Everybody will so, be the expectation is wrong. Exactly. 
And within the organization, that's what has been happening across across the mm. board. And uh, I, I'm quite confident it's the same here, US, Europe. It's same. Uh, it's exact same trends across the board from shareholders, from board board member, from high level, top C level, uh, all the way uh, to mid management, uh, to team leadership, to HR uh, responsibles, and so on. Everybody is somehow trying to pass the buck, is trying to pass the hot potato. Everybody is trying to a little bit push it away. And one of the reasons, maybe it's a little bit lack of the connection and maybe authenticity within the inner self and maybe having the even the, the wrong motives, you know, leading the life out of fear instead of love. So leading out of uh, survival mode instead of actually building something might be one. Yeah, um, you're not at a good, I mean, if you're also not in a good place, right, to stand up and talk about this is very inauthentic. Yeah, yeah. And when you're not in a good place, and unfortunately, most of us are not yes. in a good place nowadays, uh, the only thing you can adhere is uh, trying to uh, egoistically attend and adhere to whatever you feel right for yourself at the moment. But yes. you are in a tunnel vision. You cannot cater, you cannot really yeah, have the yeah. need empathy for others. So yeah, this is one thing. So people are a little bit uh, egocentric uh, and, and I'm speaking about the organizational perspective. And then the other thing which might as well be related is the lack of uh, lack of leadership because uh, there are a lot of tools that are already introduced. Uh, funnily, even in the US nowadays, like providers are propping up that are responsible solely for employee activation to use the existing pool of uh, benefits uh, and so on. So... <laughs> it's not like organizations are not doing things. Yes. It's more of understanding the actual intent. Is it just ticking off boxes? Am I as the HR now going to present a new thing just to uh, fulfill my uh, direct line of uh, leadership, uh, their yeah. agenda, you know, and then have a tick box? Yeah. Or am I authentic and am I actually having the needed empathy and, and the needed involvement mm. into this to actually stand up? And to actually also even yeah. if needed show vulnerability. So we run a couple of experiments last summer was quite interesting. A couple of first pilots with the previous DigiBurn version, um, and, and and interesting with 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 we had two cases in in some companies it was uh, just us doing the workshop and then people enjoying and being super interested and inspired inspired by learning a little bit more about burnout as a process, indicators, uh, downsides, so on, uh, but. You could do so so much. Yeah, this is it was a little bit mm. perceived from the uh, entertainment side of things or passive consumption. And then again, there was actually an exception. There was a company that uh, uh, a certain leader stood up and said, "Guys, uh, I was actually myself through burnout, and I would happily uh, just uh, share in in five minutes share a couple of insights." And oh boy, what a difference! So even one single spark. Of inspiration, yes. one single person yeah. showing, like setting off the mask, and 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 showing. Actually, it's okay not to be okay. It's it's just human. It's not showing a weakness, and I'm not lesser of a professional just because I've been through this. On the contrary, I've been through it. I've acknowledged it. I've integrated it, and now I have integrated it so strongly that I'm also strong enough to speak in front of us about it. And and this this completely breaks That's the powerful. paradigm. That's very powerful. It is powerful, but it's also rare because there is still a lot of stigmatization. There is a lot of shaming. Hmm. People don't want to be seen as weak. We we are living in this uh, absurd 
strive for perfectionism, for achieving, for yeah. chasing the next white rabbit. We are struggling to show this vulnerability even in front of our friends and family, let alone within the uh, corporate setup where we, maybe we have a couple of uh, direct commands or so maybe we have a few people we are responsible mm. for or we have uh, uh, yeah, subordinates or, or direct line of command and so on. We don't want to be seen as the weakling. Mm. And this this goes to both. It's really across genders, across uh, um, yeah, it's it's just human. And and I I think it, it it seems this kind of a leadership by example, and finally starting to destigmatize certain bits and pieces, may as well be one part of of the overall puzzle for creating the more empowering environment. Because otherwise we're just uh, introducing, you know, we're just introducing tools for the sake of introducing tools that ultimately then are just collecting dust on the shelves and are not really doing any particular good. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I, I think that I'm, I'm really pleased to kind of look at overall as, a, as kind of a, um, a palette of you, if you will, uh, from the jar from the jar podcast is people really shamelessly sharing their journeys and their recovery and, and the path that they're on now. I, I kind of, the, the, the analogy I give is that these are, you know, all good people that have been on some tough roads and I'm catching them on this new road and they've got yeah. a little map, you know, they got their paper map, the old fashioned paper map, and they got a compass and they got a pencil and they're kind of on this new road and they're telling their story in the jar and it's empowering. It's, it's like really uplifting because they've, you hear their story and it's like, man, I mean, some people's roads were hope. Oh, some people's roads are pretty bad. Some people's are less bad, but they're all on their own new road and they've been on that journey. And the, and the fact that we can have the conversation and it's done with their confidence, you know, they're not shamed at all. They're, they're out there telling the story and they're proud of the journey and, no one would replace what they went through. Um, nobody has ever said, I wouldn't do that again. They all mm -hmm. say, that's my journey. It's who I am. It's made me a better person. It's made me, now I realize why it's there. It didn't happen to me. It happened for me. Yeah. It was an opportunity. Exactly. Um, these are, you know, it's empowering stuff. And I mean, I think this is a great conversation, especially the, the things that you're doing now and the fact that you've only been doing this for a few years. I can't imagine what, kind of force you're going to be in four or five years. How, how about some closing thoughts? And, and I'm, and I'm sorry, I butchered your name before it's like a good American. I, I saw Georgie. Help me one more I, time. I, I can let you suffer a little there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm from Bulgaria. So the Bulgarian way of pronouncing it is Georgi. Georgi. Right, so, oh yeah, Georgi. Like a like a, like a Yorkie, but Georgi. <laughs> ah, thank you. That's an interesting uh, parallel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah, Georgi. George, it's, it's completely fine. Yeah. 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 Um, boy, that's a maybe. Great... Maybe maybe just a yeah, subtle nuance. Thoughts, yeah. yeah. To to what you said before uh, about the journey, about the learnings, about mm. about people being somewhere. So I think it's also uh, you can never stress it out sufficiently. Uh, the importance of actually watching after you only and solely after your own journey. Yes. Everybody else on this world is already taken. The mm. only meaningful version that you can be is the version of being your own self. And uh, 
Mm. Instead of comparing ourselves with all the nonsense that's going on through social media and constantly, uh, you know, searching for more uh, validation of, okay, the Jones have this and I should catch up and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's really about your own journey. And hey, if, if you haven't yet awakened, it's it's completely fine. So some for some people, it happens at an early stage. For others, it happens at a later. Sometimes it doesn't happen ever. But that's not the point. It's your own journey and your responsibility is to be as authentic mm -hmm. as possible within your own journey not in the journey of your mom not of your journey of your father not of your friends or the neighbor or anybody else yeah and the sooner you actually get into this authentic perspective and just listen to your guts your heart and follow whatever you feel without shame as you say shameless uh, yeah. unapologetically being authentic with yes, yourself authentic this is always a good first good first step so it, as a closing thought i guess just please 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 be authentic um care for yourself develop the needed self-awareness of what your body and mind need and that's definitely uh, an important piece and a card in the deck for mm. you choosing life happening for you and you choosing to lead a more fulfilling way of life because ultimately each one of us human beings is a born miracle by day one, yes. by default. You are good enough. You don't need to prove anything. You're absolutely perfect as you are with your imperfections. And yeah, just appreciate yourself. Give yourself mm. time and space. Give yourself time to rest. Give yourself the, you know, the power of tap if needed. Things are and will go, will go wrong, but it, it's yes. fine. That's where we learn. And it just stand up, you know, dust yourself off and you, and you continue. It's, it's your journey. It doesn't need to be aligned with anybody else. Just follow your path and, I love and it. try to, you know, enjoy the process instead of rushing through for the next white rabbit. Because you know what? Yes. Satisfaction will last for five more minutes before you decide for <laughs> yet another different rabbit. Another different rabbit. Georgie, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Great conversation. Um, thanks, everybody, for supporting the Mental Health Today show. And, um, you know, find us on all the regular platforms. And, and please do share and give us a like and all that good stuff. We will see you again soon. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public class. We're not part of the community, but we're from the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it, it changes all the time. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change.